You're listening to the Business with Purpose podcast with your host, Molly Stillman of stillbeingmolly.com. This podcast takes you behind the scenes with some of the world's most generous entrepreneurs, from the CEOs of mission-driven brands to directors of small community nonprofits and everything in between. Molly is sitting down with men and women who believe in changing the world not only through their personal lives, but also their professional careers. And now, here's Molly. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Business with Purpose podcast. This week I have Taylor Thompson, who is the founder of Day 22 Boutique and A Kind Journey, and you are going to love her. We ended up having so much in common, everything from you know just our passion for ethical purchasing to the fact that we both play golf, which if you're a girl, that's you know not super common. Uh, we love Chipotle, and we just want to make the world a better place. She is so much fun. I loved hearing her story. I loved kind of hearing how they got Day 22 Boutique started, the reason why it's called Day 22 Boutique, and she created her own major in college. Like she went to college, didn't see what, what was there, what was really being offered for her. And so she created her own major. I mean, how cool is that? How many people can say that? So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Taylor and thank you guys so much for listening. Hey Taylor, welcome to the show. Hey, so excited to be here. I am so excited to have you. It has been um, a couple months, I guess, you know, that we, since we first connected. And the more I started learning about you and Day 22 Boutique and just all the amazing things that you are doing to just make the world a better place, I was like, Taylor needs to be on my show. (laughs) Yes, I'm so excited. Well, I know that you are in Kansas City. And uh, before we started recording, I was like, for my listeners and my readers, my blog readers know how much I'm obsessed with Nickel and Suede. And so I was like, Nickel and Suede is in uh, Kansas City. You should check them out. So so I'm I'm just catching catching everybody up on uh, all the things we talked about. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I love finding new spots like that that's you know very ethical fashion related it's so much fun it is it's so much fun well before we get we dive into all things kind brands and kind journey and day 22 boutique and all the things that you do to make the world a better place I want to get to know you so I have all my listener or all my listeners all my guests give us the 101 so give us the Taylor 101 tell us about yourself tell us your life story and ultimately, what led you to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in small town in Nebraska. And when I say small town, I'm talking like 27,000 people. So to some people, that's big. (laughs) Um, But probably to most people, that's small. Um, I grew up in a very um, holistic, worldly and supportive family. I have a younger brother, Um, And my parents have just always been so supportive with all of my (laughs) multi-passionateness that I've got going on in my life. Um, So I moved to Lincoln, Nebraska for college and actually started out as an architecture major. Um, I really, I was totally that person that I really wanted a large concrete home when I grew up. I wanted a big, like, cement home with glass walls and glass doors. Um, I wanted to make the architecture type money, wanted to build cities. I wanted to be my own boss. Um, I loved clothes. I owned a lot of clothes, went shopping all the time. Um, And so that was kind of like going into college, that was kind of my mindset. And that was kind of my dream for myself. Um, I was kind of had the bright, shiny object syndrome for sure. But the my first semester in, I just didn't like it. It was absolutely not for me. Um, you know, I didn't want to work for someone else for forever. And I knew if I became an architect, I could still work for myself, but it was going to be probably not until I was 35 or so. And it just really wasn't something that made me happy. And I didn't want, you know, I loved so many different things about life and, um, and I didn't want to like pigeonhole myself into one thing for the rest of my life. So after one semester of that, I, the next semester, I just tried various classes. I knew that I wanted to make a difference in the world. I really wanted a job with purpose and not to say that architecture doesn't have a purpose, 
because it absolutely does. Um, but I wanted something that was a little more heartfelt. I mean, it just wasn't fulfilling me at the time. I just didn't see it fulfilling me in the future. Um, so I started taking classes like speech language pathology, (laughs) which was so interesting. Um, thought I wanted to work with kids in schools. Um, I took nutrition classes, construction classes, um, then I landed um, in a class that was called sustainability in the built environment. And so basically what that means is that's basically green building um, and building green, environmentally friendly cities. That class completely changed my life. Um, it was an architecture-based class, but the concepts that were in the class were so interesting. It was when I was first introduced to um, you know, like green roofs on, uh, homes and skyscrapers, the heat Island effect in big cities and how, you know, global warming, all this kind of stuff. I kind of knew about it before, but that class got really deep into it. And I was something just like sparked in me. I was like, okay, there's definitely something here. So I went to the school and I actually created my own major. So I had to go through this whole, um, you know, I had to go like present in front of a board, a panel of, um, you know, board directors at the college and basically come up with my own curriculum, my own major and talk about what I'm going to do post-college with the major. And basically I had to justify my entire class schedule. Super interesting uh, experience. And my major did get approved and I ended up calling it sustainability in the built environment. So I decided I wanted to be a green building consultant. That will, first of all, that is awesome (laughs) that you're just like, I'm going to pave my own way. Like y'all don't offer what I actually want. So I'm going to just create my own major. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's amazing. It was something that's like, um, you know, I went to a bunch of different like general studies counselors And they're all like, oh, I was like telling them what I wanted to do. And I'm like, so what do I major in if this is what I want to do? And they're like, oh, maybe like a double major in construction and architecture. I'm just like, ah, I just don't. (laughs) That's just not quite it. So um, so basically my classes were they were construction architecture classes. Um, Also, a bulk of it was environmental studies and energy science classes. So I basically wanted to, my idea was to be a consultant for architecture, construction firms, um, or even just like residential, like personal residential homes, like people that were just wanting to be more environmentally friendly with their homes and buildings. So that's kind of where I ended up majoring and things just started to quickly click for me. I started realizing that, you know, everything is connected to everything (laughs) in the world. Um, You know, the environment, our health, you know, the health of, you know, animals, you know, consumer goods, like the type of impact that has on the environment and um, ourselves and really started getting introduced to a lot of those concepts and, just realizing it's all connected. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, from there I started getting more into like minimalism, being more conscious, you know, starting to shop organic, started realizing that, you know, every time I spent money, you know, the famous quote, <laughs> I was casting a vote for the kind of world I wanted. And so mm-hmm. just trying to be so much more conscious in my purchases, um, cause just literally everything that we buy, um, or spend money to do is, you know, creating demand for that industry. And so I wanted to make sure that I tried to do my part to create demand for the industries that I thought would be good for the world to grow. Yeah. Um, so basically got pretty woo woo. <laughs> I like to call myself pretty woo woo. Um, very modern woo woo holistic, uh, type of stuff. But kind of towards the end of college, I started working part-time at an insurance agency. Um, it's a family business. It was such a wonderful job. Very, very good industry to work in. Uh, it just definitely wasn't for me. And so graduating, my boyfriend and I moved to Kansas City. And so 
I had to get a full-time job in the insurance industry because I could not find something in my, um, in my major. I interviewed at a bunch of different places and nobody was hiring for that because it just, there isn't much of a demand for it in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. My boyfriend is here in Kansas city for chiropractic school. And so, um, we knew that we were going to be here in Kansas city for at least four years. So started working at that insurance agency. (laughs) Um, again, wonderful job, wonderful people just was not for me. I just wasn't happy. You know, I wanted to do more, but I guess, rewind a little bit when I was working part-time in Lincoln, you know, my mom and I have always said that we, it would be fun to own a boutique together someday. We're like, oh yeah, you know, we'll do that someday. It's, you know, that'd be fun, you know, do a brick and mortar store, um, you know, get my grandma in on it. I've always loved my mom and grandma's style. They just always look really timeless and very, they always dress their age, but look, you know, just very, just very beautiful women. And so one day over my lunch break, I just texted my mom because I just had enough um, and just didn't want to wait, you know, to make my dreams a reality. I just, I wanted to make it happen. Um, So I texted my mom and said, we just got to do it. You know, if we don't do it now, we're probably never going to do it. We were suffering from the someday syndrome, (laughs) like I call it. It's just like, we're going to do that someday. So, um, so we started uh, the boutique and we decided to make it all online. Um, since we were going to be living in different States, <laughs> um, we knew nothing about starting a business, uh, except for, um, I took, I had an entrepreneurial emphasis in college and that was a ton of fun, but it didn't teach you exactly how to be starting a business. So we DIY the entire thing, didn't hire anybody, which was very interesting and exciting experience. Yeah, I Um, bet. Yeah. So we, it was just a lot of research, a lot of learning, you know, we created our website, you know, our social media, email list, all that kind of stuff. Um, but our main objective with the boutique was that we really wanted to educate, influence and inspire people specifically in the Midwest to shop more consciously and ethically and really we wanted people to know the story behind the things that they buy. Because, you know, when we go to Walmart and buy a t-shirt, if you want to know the story behind that t-shirt, it's, it's not so happy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It makes you really sad. And so, and we just started, you know, when we started purchasing more consciously and intentionally and started understanding the life cycle behind everything we buy, you know, it, it made us happy because, we're like, Oh my gosh, you know, this, you know, this necklace I bought was, was handmade by a woman and, you know, in, you know, a third world country and she was able to make a fair wage and she is happy, you know, preserving her local village craft and, you know, going on and on about all of these amazing stories, things that we purchased. And it's like, it made us so happy and proud to be wearing this stuff and to be purchasing things that are making a difference and that just have a neat story behind them. Cause you know, when people come up and it's like, Oh my gosh, I love your necklace. Where'd you get it? And I just would get the biggest smile on my face and say, well, actually the story behind this necklace is, and everybody's reactions was always, you know, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. So we're like, we really think there's something here, but the first um, couple years. So the boutique is about two and a half years old now. The first two years we spent um, most of our efforts marketing in the Midwest, but we realized after two years that we were actually getting a large percentage of our orders from the coasts and from foreign countries. Interesting. Sort of like, oh gosh, um, it's really been an uphill battle to. Um, try and have that, you know, that educational piece to our business. So that's definitely been, um, been an interesting part of it Yeah, (laughs) to say the least is, um, just trying to, you know, educate and inspire people in a really authentic way because we don't want to, 
you know, and I'm sure you know how this is with your business too. It's like, you don't want to put people down for not purchasing ethically because that's not, you know, that's not what it is. Um, but just trying to, you know, talk to people about the other options that are out there and, um, trying to make some connections and it's a very slow process to, you know, to talk to people about this type of stuff and the different issues that are going on in other countries. And even, you know, our countries, there's so many amazing brands that are doing, you know, incredible things, you know, in our country. So just even purchasing something that's made in the United States is so, you know, so good. Mm -hmm. So really kind of moving forward, we were realizing that we can make much more of a global impact than just an impact in the Midwest. And so we were kind of working inside out for the world, but now I think we're going to go outside in because we're just seeing that a lot of that demand is coming elsewhere. And so we want to make sure that we're starting to market to those places as well. Um, But we basically just want, you know, everyone to know exactly what they're purchasing and the story behind it. Yes. So that is uh, so that's so key. And that's something that I tell people all the time too is so different between you know shopping ethically versus you know shopping at Walmart cuz like it, yeah, I mean you can't go to Walmart and like pick up a Granimals t-shirt and be like, "Look at the story behind this Granimals t-shirt." Like it doesn't <laughs> there's it's it's a sad story is what it is, you know. But But it's also one of those things where I try to tell people that, like, it's not about just completely overhauling your life overnight because that's not sustainable. Right. Yes. It's one of those things that it's more – it's just a little by little process. And I'm like, you know, the more that you can make tiny changes here and tiny changes there and change this buying habit here and that buying habit there – I mean, that really adds up. And I love kind of how, why you guys are called Day 22. So why don't you share that story? Because I don't, I don't want to ruin it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So we were stumped for a long time with what we were going to call it. We did want there to be some meaning behind it. And so we, you know, since we really wanted that educational piece and just to, you know, inspire people to make some changes, which we hope turn into habits. Um, you know, there's so many research that says, you know, it takes 21 days to create a habit. Well, I know there's a lot of research that's like, oh, it takes actually six months and that kind of stuff. But, you know, at the time we're like, you know, 21 days, that's usually what people think of when they're trying to create a habit. And so we wanted to call it day 22 because we want to inspire people to get to that day 22. And it's, it's more of the, you know, the, the feeling that you get post making a really good habit. Yeah. Um, and, and just continuing on with that. So, and gosh, it is so much about just small changes. And that's, that's really what we're about because it, oh my gosh, you could probably relate to this, but it's so funny when, um, when we started the business, because it's like, we, we felt like, um, people were coming to confession all the time to us. <laughs> People would, people would come up and they're like, oh my gosh, Taylor. Well, it was, it was so hard. There was such a really good sale at the mall this weekend. And I bought a bunch of stuff at, you know, American Eagle or Gap or whatever, you know, whatever's yeah. at the mall these days. And, and they're like, you know, I just, and I, and I got done shopping and I thought about you. I'm just like, oh gosh, you know, Taylor would not approve of this. And I'm just like, oh, my, hold up. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I've had those same conversations with my friends. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It was, it was so, yeah, so crazy. Um, (laughs) One of my, one of my best friends, it just reminds me of a story. One of my best friends, we were going to the beach and um, she was wearing some leggings and this tunic. And I was like, oh, I really like that tunic. Like I knew the leggings were LuLaRoe, but then I was like, oh, I really like that tunic. That's so cute. Where'd you get it? And she looks at me and she was like, Amazon. <laughs> she was yes. like, she was like, I'm really sorry. It's, it's not, like, it's not ethically made. I was like, it's okay. Like, I'm not shaming you. I was like, have I ever shamed you? She was like, no, no. I just, I just want you to know that, like, you really do make me think. <laughs> but yeah. I was like, I really don't want you to think that I've shamed you. 
Yeah, I get I get a lot of I don't want to tell you like where did you get that? Oh, I don't want to tell you. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's not you know because again, like we you know we we love the word journey, and so we think that that really um, you know works well with this industry because it's you know it's such a journey. And what I tell a lot of my friends is I'm like, well, this you know this is something that's really important to me. And this is something that I want to dedicate my life to. Um, but I understand that that's not, you know, this is like one of my top priorities, but it's not going to be everyone else's top priority. And if even I can inspire, you know, 10 people to make, you know, three conscious purchases in their life, that's, you know, 30 extra more conscious and ethical purchases that were in the world. So it, it really is just you know, everyone's different. Everyone's on a different journey. And so, I mean, yeah, (laughs) people don't need to feel bad if they're not, if they're not doing this, but just, I mean, step number one is just at least being aware of it. And so just education. Yes. Yeah. That's just the biggest piece. Now you launched the business with your mom and grandma, which I think is so awesome. That's yeah. (laughs) It's both adorable and kind of inspiring and kind of awesome and just all the things. Um, what are the logistics of, I mean, because obviously you guys don't all live near each other. Um, I'd love to kind of know like, what role does, you know, do each of you play and how do you guys, you know, find who you're going to carry, you know, what brands are you going to carry and things like that? I would love to know. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my grandma is the least involved, you know, cause she's retired and she's, um, she's like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> yeah, <I'm just> <laughs> exactly. Um, but she, she does our photography, um, more of the, um, you know, photography where we have people in them. My mom does the product photography. She loves taking pictures of products. Um, awesome. and, but my mom does, a majority of the work definitely for the boutique. She, um, she's really poured her heart and soul into it. And now I'm so excited because, uh, this year she's going to, I, well, I have a younger brother that's graduating high school this year. And so my parents are going to be empty nesters in May. Um, so my mom is like, so she's, you know, obviously sad she's going to be an empty nester, but she's so excited to pour, you know, more time and energy into the boutique. So it's going to be so awesome to see where it goes this year. But she's really the vision behind it. Um, She does all of the shipping and inventory. And I handle the finances and do the ordering. Um, So when we go and pick out inventory and things that we want to carry, we basically we all kind of have a conference call or like an email thread if we can all get together. Um, and we just basically think like, what, you know, what are we wanting? Cause we want it to be multi-generational. We want to carry things that two or three of our generations could wear, you know, someone at 20 could wear it or someone at, you know, 52 could wear it. So, we just kind of think about what is it that we want to buy so, um, you know, in our personal lives, because then we feel a lot of other people want to buy that as well. And we've definitely now seen the trend of what sells really well and what doesn't. Um, but as far as brands go, when we first started, we went for a lot of the bigger brands, a lot of the more popular brands, because they can afford to have smaller wholesale orders. Mm-hmm. Um, because we also wanted to make sure that we weren't just carrying, you know, four or five brands. We definitely wanted quite a few and being a small business, just starting up, um, we, you know, couldn't afford some of these, you know, $2,500 minimum order for one brand. Um, and trying to have like 10 brands <laughs> we're like, Oh yeah, that's so much to start out. So a lot of the bigger brands had the smaller minimum orders. So we went with some of the bigger ones to start out and it's been, it's been really good, but we're actually pivoting this year and now we're starting to go more small. We're looking to carry more small, unique, um, brands. And so I'll definitely have to talk to Nickel and Suede for sure. Yeah. They're amazing. But yeah, so and even if anybody out there is listening and you have, 
you know, a, you know, a small ethical fashion or lifestyle business that you wholesale products out to. I mean, we're always looking for new and fun items to carry, but we definitely want them to have certain criteria. Um, we have different collections, like we have handmade, uh, vegan, non-toxic, uh, made in the United States, fair trade, uh, you know, recycled, organic, charitable, sustainably dyed. Um, but for sure, every product either needs to be made in the United States or fair trade. Yeah. I love uh, that you have stuff for kids, you know, stuff for men, uh, stuff for women. Like you've got kind of something a little bit for everybody. Yeah. And that was, that was definitely a slow go. Um, at the beginning, we actually used to carry clothing. Um, and because that's really what, when we did a ton of market research before we started our business, that was what seemed like what people wanted. Um, and so we, you know, got a few different clothing brands in and it just didn't sell well. Um, and we just knew, we just noticed that like our accessories and handbags, uh, jewelry, all of that stuff we could barely keep in stock. And so we're like, huh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so actually for the clothing, because sometimes it's, you know, it's so tough to buy clothes online. Um, you know, I guess I, you know, I do it now, but it's difficult to know your sizing, how things are going to fit. Yeah. And so, um, so we had a bunch of clothing inventory and we did some pop-ups. We did some collaborations, uh, with places in Nebraska and, uh, Kansas and Missouri, um, some in-person pop-ups and got rid of the clothes quickly. (laughs) (laughs) And so we're like, because people are, you know, it's in person, you can feel it. So that was definitely like a huge lesson learned that as you know, with as small as we are, we definitely just shouldn't carry clothing. But, you know, when we started putting our all into more of the, you know, accessories, scarves, handbags, jewelry, that kind of stuff, that sells really, really well. Then we added a beauty line um, for some skincare. And we actually started because we use that specific um, brand. And we have, you know, a bunch of family and friends that are like, oh, what do you use on your skin? Like, I want to move, you know, something more natural. So we, you know, took the leap of faith and started carrying that in the boutique. And that has been definitely a game changer. A lot of people are buying, um, you know, the beauty line. And then, yeah, we added kids and men's um, just within, oh, the last, you know, six to 10 months-ish. And we definitely know what what sells um, for sure. And so we'll be continuing to order more and more of that. And we are looking to grow to grow those as well. That's so awesome. Yeah. Now I want to transition a little bit because not only, I mean, you are sort of like this Jane of all trades, if you will. <laughs> well, I guess I should say Jane of all like kind things and ethical traits. Because <laughs> um, I mean, and, and I didn't even know before we started recording that you would like created your own green major. I mean, you're just, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. You're like, I don't even... You're like the captain. You're like Captain Planet. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like with your powers combined. Um, oh goodness. Okay. Say I'm digressing. Uh, so in addition to everything you do with Day Twenty Two, you also have something called the Kind Tribe and um, a Kind Journey. And I would love for you to share a little bit about that and sort of what the just um, the heart behind that is. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really. Um you know, my, my personal mission in life is really to just try to be the best, you know, consumer, student of life, and, you know, loved one that I can possibly be. And so that's really kind of where the boutique, you know, fits in is, you know, inspiring other people to be good consumers as well. Um, but my, my professional mission is really to help, you know, help people reach their highest potential, I want people to find their happiness, you know, their version of that and just live a really beautiful and meaningful life. Um, cause that's really what I've created over the last couple of years slowly and just learning a lot of new things. Um, and, and I just really want to help other people do that. So that's kind of where the other things came, um, into my life. So actually when we 
moved to Kansas City um, about two, two and a half years ago. I have such a love for holistic health and it's really just been such a game changer in my life. And I've seen the incredible, you know, powers of it in other people's lives, just, you know, you know, the wonderful healing that our bodies can do. And so I was like, well, this is awesome. Like I want to be a health coach. So I want, you know, I want to help other people, you know, live, you know, a healthy life and feel good all the time. So I went and got my board certification as a holistic health coach. Um, I did a year long, um, intensive that was online and completely loved it. So I started helping people out with their health and really realized that what it was that I loved doing, you know, health is just really one piece to the puzzle. And what I really wanted to do is help people put their puzzle together, (laughs) you know, and just health was, you know, a piece of that. It was just a tool to get to where you wanted to be. Um, And so I created, you know, a blog to help people. It was actually me and my mom. She has, uh, written, you know, a good portion of the blog posts as well, but, um, basically on topics that we are getting questions about from family and friends, you know, we, you know, we're now known to get texts from people that's like, (laughs) Hey, I'm at the store and I'm, you know, looking for some hemp seeds, you know, what's the best brand of hemp seeds to buy and things like that. So, and just, and, and just really, you know, we, we also have seen, you know, a few people that are close to us, um, just really getting stuck in life. And, um, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's hard to watch. And so we really, you know, wanted to be able to speak to those people because we know there are a lot of people like that. Um, And we are definitely not perfect for sure. Um, It's such a, you know, we're such, you know, we're in our journeys too. And, and it is, you know, a journey and it's, so we, you know, still have a long ways to go as well. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I just really wanted to help people live the best life that they could. So I started, um, a Facebook page, um, for myself, basically, you know, kind of professionally a couple years ago and started posting on it. Well, with Facebook's awful algorithms on Facebook, you know it, (laughs) um, so, you know, seeing that I'm just like, gosh, you know, I'm just not getting the engagement and I didn't really, you know, I wasn't pushing the blog too much and, um, promoting it like I should be. So I was like, well, I'm just going to start a group of some small people that I can just start putting some, you know, inspiration and some quotes in there. So I started that last summer, um, which is now a kind tribe. So, and it was actually up until yesterday, it was the kind tribe, but I want to rebrand everything to a kind tribe because I don't want it to be the kind tribe, like the one that you need to be in. It's just, (laughs) It's just one that you could be in (laughs) Um, because I know there are other ones out there. And so, and I want people to find a space that they love. And so that's, that's really where I started growing that when I started, you know, posting regularly, I was getting a lot of people inviting their friends into the Facebook group and it just grew much quicker than I thought. I originally just wanted, wanted it to be a small group of family and friends um, to just, you know, help inspire people to be the best version of themselves and find really what it is that makes them happy and live that. Because I think that's such a disconnect today in society is, you know, it's, you know, it's the, the American dream just isn't for everybody. And, and that's okay. But I think there's so many people out there that feel they need to fit into this mold. And, um, you know, and you just, you just don't have to, I just, you know, I want people to find the life that they want to live and live it. Cause it's, you know, life is so short. And so, you know, it's, it's much easier than people make it out to be a lot of people, you know, see these huge mountains that are in their way when really it's just a speed bump. <laughs> yes. You know, it's just very small hurdle to get over. So, um, that was there, the, um, you know, a kind tribe and a kind journey was a blog and now it's kind of morphed into these other services that we offer, 
We, you know, love helping businesses get up and going, you know, up leveling their digital marketing. And we also, you know, we really love bringing, you know, the word kind into that as well, because we also see this hustle. I mean, I know you see it too, like, you know, got to hustle all the time when you're a business owner, you know, it's about the hustle, the late nights, the stress, you know, the stress, the having to grow your business super quickly. And, you know, we have, we definitely have mastered the slow marketing, like we like to call it. Um, and, and we wanted to help other people do that as well. Cause we just saw a lot of our family and friends that were starting businesses, just getting really frantic and stressed all the time because they felt they needed to grow it so fast. And there's so many places you have to be on the internet when, you know, we figured out a few tricks to work smarter and not harder and still have the impact that we wanted. And, um, so we do that as well. We help businesses. Um, and then we also help people. So we have services that we offer for people to basically just help them get to where they want to be in their life or in their health. Um, so yeah, (laughs) I love it. That is so awesome. I mean, you guys just really, you've taken, I mean, you especially, it just, you've taken this whole idea of just making the world a better place and you've applied it in so many unique ways. And I just, for everything from like, I mean, I was, you know, again, mildly internet stalking, <laughs> but I mean, everything from just encouraging people to eat well and buy buy their food well and, you know, farm to table kind of thing to, you know, their, their overall purchasing habits to their beauty. I mean, everything. Yeah. And I just think that it is, it's such a, it's such a, I mean, you said it right. It's a holistic journey, if you will, that people um, that you're just encouraging people to go on. And I just I think that's so awesome. I also love, by the way, I will put a plug out to this on your Kind Journey blog. So if for those of you listening, you go to kindjourney.com slash blog and I love this. You have 30 kind bucket list ideas. That is the coolest. It's like not just bucket list ideas, but like here are 30 that are just like making the world and or you a better place. I love it. That's such a fun twist on a bucket list. Yeah, thank you. Now, I want to transition again a little bit to talk, just to get to know you a little bit more. And I noticed that you have on your like on your little bio that you enjoy golfing. Are you a golfer? Yes, I am. Me too. <laughs> um, and actually, I was you know I was just having this conversation with people the other day. Um, I golfed in high school. Me too. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. <laughs> we are in the minority. <laughs> I know. Sure. Yes, there are not a lot of female golfers. And so that's why I was like, what? I need to ask her about this. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, I golfed in high school and had a ton of success with it, loved it. Um, and I actually still hold a high school record. <laughs> Go, for, girl. Uh, lowest practice round. Um, and so really in high school, that's, I was golf and dance in high school and I didn't, you know, I didn't do volleyball or basketball or softball or anything like that. Um, those were my two things and I loved it, but I just haven't, you know, gotten out as much as I would like to. Yes, I know. Really. I was just thinking the other day, I'm like, Oh man, I just have not, gosh, it's just, Yeah, I just don't, I don't get out much, but I love it. Um, We have, I don't know if there's one round where you are, but we have Top Golf here in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. We don't have have one near me, but I know what it is. Yeah. um, So we will go out and do that more than, um, because my boyfriend's a golfer as well. He gets out a lot. Um, But we'll go and do that more than we will getting out on a course. Um, cause top golf is open year round. Um, and it's nice because we can go with a bunch of friends that don't know how to golf and everyone has a really good time. Whereas yeah. we've tried to take friends on the course and it's, you know, to pay the green fees and, uh, you know, people, if, if they don't golf all the time, it's not something that. Uh, they usually want to spend the money and the time on. (laughs) Yeah. When did you, when did you start playing golf? Oh man. Um, you know, growing up I did like summer camps that was like golf, tennis, swim, 
camp. So I, you know, started swinging a club probably when I was like seven or eight, but I didn't start really seriously until my freshman year in high school. Okay. That's awesome. My dad, see, I was a, I started, well, okay. My, I turned two and my dad was like, here are some clubs, (laughs) 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 but I didn't start. I started playing, I guess, competitively around seven or eight ish. And then, yeah. And then I played in high school and then I could have played in college and got like offers to play, um, got scholarship offers to play. But I was by that point, I mean, I'd been playing for like, like 16 years. I mean, well not, I mean, competitively for 16 years, but I'd been playing competitively for a long time. And I think I was just at that point where I was just burnt out and I was like, "Eh, I don't want to play anymore. And then, but now I'm like kicking myself because I see like some of the girls that I played with who are now on the LPGA tour and they're (laughs) making a whole lot more money than I am. (laughs) Yes, I know. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I I beat you. I beat you once. Oh my gosh. I know. I see that. There's a couple girls that are on there that I'm just like, oh gosh, dang it. Like I remember <laughs> conference, I got third and you got seventh and now you're like playing in Hawaii. I, like, ah. I was going to say Hawaii too. I was like, yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh God. I love it. Yeah. And, and I, my husband does not play golf. He is my caddy. <laughs> So he carries he carries my bag and just yep. you know tells me I'm awesome. I'm just kidding. No, yep. that's not. <laughs> but no, we haven't. I mean, I don't think I've swung a club since like after my kids were born. So it's been it's been a few years. So it would probably be pretty ugly if I went out to play. But I still have my I saw my clubs. They're in my garage. I but the funny thing is is like my bag is still like my AJGA my like American Junior Golf Association bag with like all my. <laughs> Like high school bag tags. So I'm gonna be like in my 30s going out to play with my high school bag. Be like, like, check me out. I was good in the heyday. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. I'm yeah. I'm so the same way. I've still got all of them. Yep. I think even in there, I've still got all of the scorecards from like every tournament. Oh (laughs) yeah, absolutely. That's so funny. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that like like especially female golfers it's like we have a this like connection because I mean yeah I was the only girl on the team for most of my <laughs> life I mean yeah yep there was no girls golf team it was just oh my gosh. oh yeah no there was no my high school had no girls golf team there was um there was I mean it was just the golf team and then it was like me and then one year I think we had another girl but she didn't really play. Like she just kind of, I think, picked it up and was just kind of like hanging out. And they were yeah. like, "Look, we have two girls on the team." <laughs> but I mean, in all tournaments and everything, it was just me against guys. And then my junior and senior year, there were enough girls in the state that they had like the state golf tournament, and then they had the girls state golf tournament. So that was the only time I was like, or if I played like on a tour you know, tournament, yeah. then I would play with girls. But other than that, like in high school on the varsity team, yeah, it was just, it was me and a bunch of dudes. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, golf is huge in Nebraska. So, oh yeah. Was, yeah. We had a full team, um, for girls of high school. And when I say full, I mean, I think for our size of school full was 12 girls. Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, uh, never my but life. I had, like 375 people in my class or something. So we had a, I don't know. 12 is a, on, 12 is a lot. It's like, that's either small or big. But. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just having grown up not playing with girls at all. I mean, it just, yeah. Well, but. that made you better. Yeah. I mean, it did. They did. They pushed me. And especially like my junior and senior year, I was captain and, um, and, or co and co-captain one year. And it was, um, yeah, when you play with like 14 other dudes, yeah, they push you and they're, they all became like my brothers and yep. they would, you know, give me a hard time. And I think I went to prom with one of them. <laughs> it's just kind of one of those things where it's just, it is what it is. But then when I taught high school, I taught high school for two years after college, um, I coached the, the golf team. There were no girls, but um, but it was fun cause they became like, they became kind of like my sons, even though they were only a couple years younger than me, but they were like, yeah. they're my boys. So yep. I love it. 
I love it. Um, so before we kind of start to, you know, wrap up here, um, tell me what are some things that are, you know, on the docket for 2017 for Taylor? Yeah. So um, personally and professional? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. So um, I guess personally, um, my boyfriend and I love taking a beach vacation mm. every year. And when I say every year, we've only done it like the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then we're starting to do it, you know, moving forward. Um, we just really like value connection and adventure in our relationship. And so I'm so excited. We're going to Aruba in May. Fun. Um, my parents just went and they loved it. So we're going to do that. I'm going to take a trip with some girlfriends to either Greece or Thailand this oh, fall. Um, I just love to travel. So, I'm, <laughs> um, and we have a bunch of like little trips and stuff planned as well, but, um, I'm on, I want to get to all 50 States by the time I turn 30. And so I'm trying to like now do the math. I'm like, okay, how many new States do I need to hit, you know, each year? And so I'll probably try and hit a couple of those this year. Have you been to North Carolina? Yes, I actually oh. just went. A girlfriend and I took a twelve straight, yeah, twelve state road trip last fall. Wow! It included North Carolina. We went to, we stayed in Wilmington. Okay, yeah. So we went to the coast, and yeah, we did like Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, kind of area. Yeah. So had never been out there before. So pretty. Yeah, it is really pretty. Well, if you're ever back out in North Carolina, if you're ever in the center of the state, I'm in the I'm in Durham, which is like right near the capital of Raleigh. Um, if you're ever out here, you you hit me up. We'll do lunch. Okay. I'll buy you Chipotle. Yeah. I don't know if you like Chipotle. Oh, I love Chipotle. <laughs> okay, okay. So we can be friends. Um, so <laughs> I'll take you to Chipotle, and yeah, I always that's like my base mark. I'm like, I'm like, if you don't like Chipotle, I'm not sure that we can be friends. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I have friends that don't like Chipotle, but they're not my best friends. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, um, all right. So how yeah. can? Oh yeah, and then uh, professional professional things that you have going on this year. Yeah. So. Um, the boutique, we're looking to take it more international. So we're going to start doing more um, more marketing efforts internationally. We're also going to start carrying more small brands um, and really, you know, trying to empower the small, small businesses that are in this industry. And for kind of, you know, the businesses and, you know, people, you know, lifestyle type stuff, uh, we're going to start creating. Well, we've actually created it, but it's not really live yet. Uh, we are launching a kind school. So we're going to start doing some e-courses. So we actually have in beta mode right now, an entire eight module course on, um, starting your business online. The only things we don't touch on are like finance and legal, but it goes from like naming your business to finding a domain, um, you know, social media. We actually go through and it's like how to create your website, all that kind of stuff. Um, and cause we really do want to help people at a smaller price point as well, um, as well as scale the business. And so we're going to start doing that more workshops and trainings. Cause we found that that's really powerful. I did a very like mini goals training this year with a small group of people um, on like setting, you know, goals with soul. And that was so much fun, got some good feedback. And I really like doing that. So going to do more of that. Um, so yeah, just kind of going from more of like the done for you, like one-on-one -on -one type of stuff to trying to make it more available for other people. So that is amazing. That's amazing. You are, I just love how driven and passionate you are and how much you just really are trying to make the world a better place. And I just, clearly we could be BFFs. So <laughs> I mean, we play, we could play golf and eat Chipotle and it'd be a fun time. So, <laughs> um, so Taylor, how can people best connect with you online? Yeah. So at, um, either of our websites, day22boutique.com or akindjourney.com. And, um, you know, social media, I mean, you can go and, 
you know, Facebook, probably a kind tribe is best. Just search. Um, well, actually there's a URL redirect. You could just go to a kind tribe.com and it'll take you straight to the Facebook group. Awesome. Um, and we're revamping Instagram right now, but that'll probably be our favorite place to hang out this year. So love me some Instagram. Yes. Love it. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for taking time to just chat with me. And it was just so fun getting to know you and hearing your heart behind um, Day 22 and a kind journey and a kind tribe and all the things. And I mean, you created your own major. So you're pretty much awesome. And one of the coolest people I know, because I mean, who's who can say that they're like, I created my own major at my school. Now, does the major still exist? Like, do other people take it? (laughs) No. So it's actually like individualized program of study is like the department. And so, no, it's just like for, you know, a major for one person. But they just don't advertise it very well. There's, I think there's only like 20 kids that do it at a time. And I went to like Division One, you know, college. I went to the University of Nebraska, which is like, large it's a large university so yeah oh my goodness well taylor thank you you are awesome thank you so much this was so good this was so fun okay guys how awesome was taylor i just adored her i just really hope that she makes her way out to north carolina again soon so that we can hang out because i'm pretty sure that we would be bffs As always, I just want to thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Uh, Would you guys do me a favor? Would you mind going on to iTunes and leaving a review of the show? Just tell me what you think. I would love to know which guests you're loving, um, what guests maybe you'd like to see, um, just any kind of feedback. I would really so appreciate it. And share the show with a friend. That's how we're able to get the show uh, out there. And that's how we're able to share the message and these stories with so many people. Um, Seriously, I just, I can't thank you guys enough for the support and the encouragement and all the kind words. Um, be sure to find me on Instagram. I'm at still being Molly or on Twitter at still being Molly. And you can use the hashtag business with purpose podcast. And you can let us know your feedback and just share the show with a friend. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.